Hello and welcome to Radio 43. This is a new weekly podcast series from Hope Not Hate. Each week on this show, we'll be releasing a rapid anti-fascist intelligence report coming straight from us to you in 15 minutes or less. This is a podcast designed for anti-fascists and journalists and really anyone interested in the day-to-day activities of the far right. This podcast takes its name from the 43 Group, an inspiring set of post-war anti-fascists who fought off the threat of the far right whose memory lives large in the collective consciousness of those combating the far right today. My name's Roxana Khan-Williams. My name's Nick Spooner. And each week, either myself or Roxy will be sitting down with Joe Mulhall, Hope Not Hate senior researcher, to pick out some key moments and developments from the previous week. Welcome to Radio 43. Hello, welcome to episode three of Radio 43. This is our podcast of quickfire anti-fascist bulletins. My name is Nick Spooner. I'm here with Joe Mulhall and Roxy Carn-Williams. How are you both doing? Did you have a nice holiday, Roxy? I had a wonderful holiday, um, but it's good to be back. Uh, I missed you both tremendously. Um, The separation anxiety was real. So uh, yeah, glad to be back. Um, I had a really nice break. (laughs) We missed you too. We missed yeah, you too. It wasn't, oh. it wasn't half as much fun without you. Stop it, you guys. No, carry on. More. I want more. <laughs> uh, big thanks to everyone who's who's got in touch, who's contacted us on social media and shared the link. Um, please do keep doing that when you see it every week. Uh, it's it's big help, and we want to want to get this in the ears of more people. We're going to start off um, following on from from uh, the major kind of story of last week, which is that another Nazi has gone to jail. It's a young man by the name of Oliver Bell. He's 24 years old. He made a series of uh, kind of racist and anti-Semitic comments on Facebook, which led him to be reported to the authorities. Then a few months later, he, he, he posted on Facebook that he wanted to go on a killing spree. Again, this, this uh, led to him getting reported to, to, to counter terror police. Um, he was actually in the, in the end jailed for possessing a bomb making manual uh, in the court. It was revealed that he, picked up a copy of this after he'd been in touch with someone from the now banned neo-Nazi terror group National Action. Um, and, and I think Oliver Bell, he sort of came to our attention after the, the sort of hacking of the Iron March forum, which was back in 2019. Our head of research, Matthew Collins, he published a blog on Bell, who had uh, taken the bizarre decision to use his real name to register on the forum. Uh, and he'd been He'd been pretty active on there, posting more anti-Semitic and racist comments. He then, according to Matthew, he threatened us with uh, with violence and legal action as well. And um, he's been jailed for two years, Joe. So that's good news, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's more good news. Um, it's kind of, um, in one sense, it's, we're really proud in the research team of, of the kind of the victory. It's another example of kind of research spurring on action in this area. You know, Matthew's blog with, with the help of various colleagues in the team that did the research. Um, kind of was really, really useful for you know, highlighting again why this person was so important. And, they, and it's just emblematic. There's so many arrests. We mentioned kind of some of them last week in the podcast. There's so many arrests going on at the moment. There's so many people in court. You know, the British far right's in a very violent place right now. And um, yeah, you know, this is just another example of that. He's talking of going on a killing spree. He had a copy of the Anarchist cookbook. You know, he was talking, you know, admiringly about Adolf Hitler and on all this sort of stuff. So uh, another dangerous person, you know, seeking to engage in pretty violent politics. And, and it's a good news that they're going to be away for a couple of years. 
bye bye Oliver Bell. Um, so from one reprobate to another, uh, next up, I wanted to talk about, or Joe, I wanted you to talk about Tommy Robinson, uh, aka Stephen Yaxley Lennon, who is currently awaiting a verdict on his libel trial in which he's being sued for anywhere between 150,000 and £190,000. Uh, sucks to be him right now, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> so he was spotted at a pro-Israel demo in London at the weekend. Uh, Joe, can you tell us firstly, why on earth was he there? And can you explain the mental gymnastics at play when many on the far right are behind Israel and kind of posit themselves to be kind of pro, yeah, pro-Israel? Um, and then thirdly, just quickly, uh, any sense that Lenin might be running in the Batley and Spen by-election and what would potentially stop him from doing so? Yeah, so uh, look, it's, it's a complex one, right? I mean, in some ways, the whole, like, large chunks of the far right are talking about, like everyone else, the, the events in Israel and Palestine at the moment. And um, basically, the far right can be split into two sides on this, right? And, and it's, it's as reductionist as you would expect, right? Those on the far right that primarily hate Muslims support Israel, and those on the far right that primarily hate Jews support Palestine. And um, uh, that's just how simplified the far right in, in this kind of extremely complex stuff that's going on. And so, yes, Tommy Robinson, alongside kind of similar colleagues, Danny Tomo, Zach Walton, the guys from Voice of Wales, um, all turned out at the pro-Israel demonstration at the weekend. Um, Tommy Robinson has been a long time vocal supporter of Israel. He's been out to Israel. And for him, it ties into this idea that Islam is the threat. Muslims are the threat. They're invading Europe and and Israel is this bastion against creeping Islam, and, and it's this kind of bastion in the Middle East that fights and you know fight, fights Muslims. So for him, it's a very simple one. I don't like Muslims. They supposedly don't like Muslims. I'll support them. Um, and you know, I mean, thankfully the, the the people on the demonstration, you know, there was a raft of condemnations from the board of deputies, from CST, you name it. You know. Um, huge amounts of people that came out and said like this person has nothing to do with us and this demonstration and we don't welcome them and so that was nice to see on the flip side of this of course you've got the other side of the far right the ones that are primarily concerned around anti-semitism and conspiratorial anti-semitism um, throwing their lot in with kind of pro-palestinian uh, demonstrations both online and in person i mean uh, michelle renouf the kind of infamous holocaust denier turned up at some pro-palestine demonstrations last week mm. um and then also people like, you know, Patriotic Alternative. So some of these groups, you know, uh, we saw some videos come out which were kind of really violent against or vile against Israel and, and also talking about how they, in some ways there's this confusion. They, you know, Mark Collett talks about wanting his own walled ethno state, um, but also then engages this, this conspiratorial idea that, that Jews are secretly in, trying to get Muslims to invade Europe. Um, so there's, you know, both the Holocaust deniers and the anti-Semites have in some senses kind of thrown their weight behind the supposedly pro-Palestine movement. Nick Griffin's another example of that. He's done this for many, many years. And of course, in both cases, the vast majority of people on these demonstrations have no interest in either of these groups who are seeking to exploit this situation for their own politics. You know, I mean, some people kind of pretend to care about Israel and Palestine within the far right, but often it's merely just an attempt to kind of push their own politics. And then finally, there is a whole chunk, which is really interesting to see this time around, that are basically saying, let's just stay out of this. We don't like Jews or Muslims. Uh, so the British, the British uh, National Socialist Movement have kind of basically turned around and said, let them kill each other. 
uh, we don't like either of them. Or some of them saying, I just don't care. Paul Joseph Watson from the alt light, you know, he was kind of saying, this is none of my business. So those are, you can kind of broadly, the three ways you can see it, you know, those that don't like Muslims support Israel, those that don't like Jews support Palestine. And then some of them turning around and saying, we don't like either. What about, um, what about what Roxy said about Lennon potentially running in Bali and Spain? Do you think that's a possibility or? No, I mean, he's declared bankruptcy now. So, um, it, so in the run up to this court case, he's declared bankruptcy, which should, should mean that he's uneligible to stand as an MP anymore. Um, so that means that it's very unlikely that he's going to be uh, standing up there. I mean, I think we're very, very likely to see some kind of far right activity in that election. There's lots of rumours that perhaps maybe next week or, or the week after we can go into them in a bit more detail and have a bit of a rundown about some of the far right chatter about Batley and Spen in a bit more detail. Yeah, absolutely. What's what's uh, what's Lennon been up to? Because he's been a bit, he's been pretty quiet of late, hasn't he? Um, yeah, he's been tied up with this court case, right? So the court case that, that you mentioned, Roxy, um, was a kind of a pretty big deal. He, in the run-up to that, he declared himself bankrupt and he defended himself at the court case. And that's now been, with, everyone's been waiting for a while. If he loses that, you know, there's, there's obviously a big bill, but his, I presume his game is very much, um, he's declared bankruptcy, so yeah, he, won't, he won't have anything to pay. But we'll have to see how that plays out. I know there's lots of people looking for assets. Um, there was an article in the Times about that. So he's been very much focusing on that he's got some lots of talk about various documentaries uh, he's been working on for many many years and and lots of his supporters are starting to get increasingly frustrated that he's talking about all these demonstrations that are supposedly electric and full of amazing information and um they haven't as yet materialized so i think some of his supporters are getting quite frustrated it's the first, seeing him out at the weekend was the first time he's been on the streets uh, in a while actually so um it'll be interesting to see if we start seeing him come out a bit more mm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and talking of activity on the streets, there's a demo in Dover this Saturday. Um, Dover really has been the scene of quite a few provocations by by the far right in recent years. Um, you know, met with resistance by anti-fascists. There was one last year in twenty yeah in twenty twenty where about four hundred people showed up. I think they blocked traffic on the the A twenty, which is kind of the ma the main road going into Dover causing a big tailback. There was also a big kind of anti-BLM vibe to that event as well, where um, I think little veteran who called the the, the demo, he uh, he got, took, made everyone take the knee for Britain, I think. There was about 10 arrests in the end. And then obviously there was the infamous one in 2016 that was the National Front March, which descended into some pretty serious violence. Uh, I think about 50 arrests ultimately um, of far-right activists, which dealt a pretty big blow to top layer of the most militant uh, and violent far-right organizations in this country so um there's there's a bit of history on uh, uh down on the kent coast uh, and this one has been called by steve laws who's one of these far-right activists who's copied tommy robinson and trying to style themselves as uh, as journalists whilst really of course being nothing of the sort joe what's steve laws all about um why have some of these why have some of the fascists started calling themselves journalists and what can we expect from this demo on the weekend do you think yeah sure I, it's, it's one to watch i mean steve laws um you know he's been active in for britain and he's as you say one of these so-called citizen journalists these these individuals that have spent the last years kind of starting primarily in may last year down in dover um filming uh cross-channel migration so for, uh, filming boats arriving people arriving um, starting off on the beaches of Dover and then also doing stuff, kind of some pretty confrontational stuff within hotels and accommodation, housing migrants and asylum seekers. 
um, and also doing some stuff around the barracks and, uh, and as migrants were moved into those. So Steve Laws, is, uh, I actually think his rhetoric's got increasingly extreme over the last year and, and uh, he's increasingly worrying, but he's called this demonstration, as you say, there was one back in September last year, which had pretty poor numbers on it. It's always hard to estimate numbers uh, for these sorts of things, because you never know what happens on the day or the day before, etc. And what the weather's like and all those things affect it. But we're not expecting huge numbers. I mean, there hasn't the demonstration hasn't really caught uh, the attention of, of the far right in the way that some demonstrations do. There's a little bit of chatter. You know, Steve Laws is pushing it. Alan Leggett, who's an active patriot. Um, He's pushing it. There's kind of Pembrokeshire Patriots, this kind of uh, this Facebook group that's being created. Um, they're pushing it. But again, on those sorts of groups, we're seeing really low numbers. The only thing that's kind of thrown a bit of interest into this in terms of what or not interest, sorry, worry, I would say, in terms of numbers is um, some of the team around Stephen Lennon or Tommy Robinson have started to talk about it a little bit more. Zach Walton, um, this kind of long bearded sidekick that follows Tommy Robinson around the country for the last uh, while. He made a video in his car saying, you know, can everyone go and support it? And Danny Tomo, another one of Tomo's sidekicks, um, he's, he also shared this video. And, and that video has been doing the rounds a little bit more, saying go down and, and help in Dover. So as yet, there's no chatter from uh, Tommy Robinson himself. So we don't know if, if, if we'll have to see if he turns up. But there's certainly a bit more chatter than there was last week, but not anywhere near as much as you'd expect for one of these big demonstrations. I mean, interestingly, we mentioned Patriotic Alternative, their Northwest branch has actually been sharing some content around this as well. So it shows that there's a little bit of the more extreme and the racial nationalist end has also been talking about this. So I think, you know, we think we're, we're, we're gonna be looking at numbers in the hundreds, I would presume, rather than the thousands, certainly. But um, we're, we can expect in Dover, you know, a pretty ugly group of people heading down there, whipping up a bit of tension kind of small groups in and around the Dover area throughout the day. And then the demonstrations at about 1 p.m. So um, it's certainly one to kind of probably keep away from if you just happen to be in the Dover area. <laughs> um, it's, it's not going to be the prettiest of scenes, but I don't think we're going to see massive numbers, but I think we'll see, um, you know, we'll see. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw something similar to last time. Just in terms of what you were saying about Steve Laws becoming, uh, becoming sort of increasingly extreme, I feel like as well, um, I mean, that's absolutely right. But I was also thinking he, he seems to be thinking bigger picture than than some of the others in the movement. I mean, he's put out two tweets today, which both are kind of a, a much more sort of, as I say, big picture thinking. One of them is he says we need to encourage more right wing people to enter into various forms of media until that happens. And they and they climb the ranks. We're stuck with Marxist bullshit. So that's one <laughs> thinking a bit more, you know, big picture. Wow. And another one is, I mean, and this one, this is an in, this is an interesting uh, insight into sort of where his thinking is at the moment. We need to set up an organization strictly for protecting our borders with no ties to the government or big or big business. So a kind of extra parliamentary border force or something. I mean, it's quite extraordinary yeah. stuff. Yeah, I mean, in that sort of sense, it kind of rings a lot of bells around sort of things like the American militia movements that do a lot of stuff on the border. Um, we've also seen some of that sort of border militia work happening in, in Eastern Europe as well over the last few years, kind of against Syrian refugees crossing the border and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's one to worry about. I mean, Laws has kind of talked increasingly about something has to be done. And, and it always makes me nervous when people in the far right say, you know, enough's enough, something has to be done, because we've seen where that can lead in the past. So... Um, you know, there is boats, there is, you know, uh, little boats have a boat. Um, you know, I think... Um, can you just say, sorry, can you just say who little boats are? Just so li little boats is this kind of uh, wedding DJ with a ponytail <laughs> who, uh, who has a boat um, and they kind of go out and, 
and take videos. He's actually kind of tweeted some really extreme anti-Muslim stuff recently. And he kind of rose to prominence following a pretty ill-judged BBC segment on, on the issue of cross-channel migration, which seemed to talk to him like he was just any other concerned local. Um, so, but they have a kind of boat. Britain First had a boat, but that seems to have been in dry dock for some time now. And it looks like Little Veteran has a boat as well. So this is uh, Marcham, who's, who's been a bit quiet recently. He's been kicked off some social media platforms and he has a surgery coming up, I believe. And um, he uh, has a boat. There's been a few pictures when they're out on their little rubber dinghy. So, um, you know, whether or not we're going to see, I think we'll see over the summer probably more of this kind of coastal patrol sort of stuff. The, whether or not it has any effect in any way whatsoever or whether or not it's just tokenistic and used for videos, we'll have to see. But any chance or any any chance that these people are going to be getting in the way of migrants uh, in the channel when it's already extremely dangerous is something I'd be really worried about. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, just uh, in terms of in terms of numbers on the weekend, um, I, I presume there's been infighting. I mean, there there always is ahead of a far right demo, so I presumably there's been infighting. There's a conspiracy demo as well in London, isn't there, Joe? So potentially <laughs> that's dragging some some people away from Dover. Yeah, yeah. So there has been some of the usual infighting. I mean, there's uh, Active Patriots and increasingly also Alan Leggett is an increasingly kind of controversial figure in the movement where there's lots of infighting going on. Some of it with the teams around Tommy Robinson and some of those figures. Um, there's a bit of argy-bargy going on and they've been kicking off back and forth. And to the point actually where Steve Laws put out a tweet saying, you know, if you don't support this demonstration, you're not one of us, you're part of the problem. And, and so those, that sort of infighting is always useful and it's always fun to watch. So there's that going on. And then, as you say, yeah, there's this big conspiracy demonstration uh, on the weekend in London, and that will split the number of people that will go. I mean, this is that, that's a much broader demonstration than just the far right. That's kind of all manner of anti-lockdown conspiracy theory types that include some far right, but is not necessarily all far right. And there is quite a lot of chatter on some of the, dem the Dover demonstration discussion set areas are, are saying, why have you called this on the same day? We want to go to London. So that might reduce the numbers as well. So that's the other demonstration to look at, of course, is to see which people on the far right end up going to London for that as well, because most of those demonstrations are kind of the anti-lockdown, anti-COVID stuff has attracted kind of relatively uh, high numbers of far right figures as well. So we'll be watching both at the weekend. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So if you're going down to uh, to Dover, to the beach, maybe uh, maybe give it till next week. Do people go to Dover for the beach? <laughs> I don't know, actually. Is there a beach in Dover? <laughs> I assume there must be, right? Somewhere. Uh, yeah, I think, I think so. There must be. Roxy, you were down that way, actually, weren't you? The uh, last weekend, you went to the, the Solidarity demo at Napier Barracks. How was, how was that? Can you tell us a bit, a bit about what the atmosphere was like? Mate, honestly, it was one of the most energising and glorious things I've done in a really long time. Um, yeah, so I was probably like one of maybe like 150 people who'd kind of gathered together from across the southeast to go to Napier Barracks. Um, basically just a day of solidarity um, for the asylum seekers. They came across and joined us, which was really great. And we were just listening to Kurdish music all day, which was fantastic. Um, <laughs> some, of the men, some of the men took it upon themselves to teach me how to Kurdish dance. And I think I spent about 80% of the day trying to perfect that. And I still can't do it. But, um, <laughs> <Sounds great. laughs> yeah, it was, it's such a, it's such an easy dance as well. It's about three steps done over and over again, but I still, I, I can't do organized dancing. So that's what I got out of the day. Um, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> yeah no. I saw that on your, uh, I saw that on your Instagram story. I think I saw a progression of your, uh, your sort of dancing ability across the, oh. uh, across the course of the day. So, yeah. and by the end, I think you nailed it. So well, you, you know, too harsh you on know, yourself. 
th thanks so much. I mean, I mean, next time I get down there, I'll uh, I'll be bossing it. I'm sure. Um, what I did want to say though is, if anyone is listening to this and would be interested in kind of getting involved in more kind of community community activism and doesn't know how to get involved, please do reach out. Um, it can sometimes feel like a bit of an impenetrable wall, um, and it's such a kind of amazing and lovely community to be a part of so do kind of drop me or whoever a line and we can definitely do some signposting if if it's something that you're interested in so um yeah Absolutely. but overall fantastic day and encourage everybody to get involved in that kind of stuff because it's really important and yeah the asylum seekers who were there were just were buzzing about it so yeah it was really good fantastic great. yeah it's really good that you were that you were there roxy um, right, and yeah, and if people do want to get in touch with Roxy, it's uh, Roxana at hopenothate.org.uk on the email. Um, and that's it for, for this week. So make sure you check back next week. Thank you very much for listening. Um, if you have the means, you like what we do, then please head to our website and, uh, and join the Hope Action Fund, which supports our campaigning work. As I said last week, we're going to be doing uh, a campaign in, in Batley and Spent for the by-election there. So if you want to help us with that, please do head to our website. Otherwise, make sure check, you check back next week for, for another update. Roxy and Joe, thank you so much as always. You're both absolutely fantastic. Thanks, mate. Nice one. Good to speak to you both. Speak to you later. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to Radio 43. Make sure you're subscribed and check back next week for another intelligence briefing. If you've got any questions for Joe, Nick or myself, or you'd just like to drop us a line, please send an email to our producer at jake at hopenothate.org.uk. And if you like what we do and you want to support our work, please head to our website www.hopenothate.org.uk and join our Hope Action Fund for less than one hour's wage a month. With your support, we will continue to shine a light on and disrupt the activities of the far right. Cheers. <laughs>